Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips and tools for building your business online. Just a few seconds here to tell you about my brand new e-commerce course uh, that is perfectly designed for those of you who are looking to build your own online business, right? I know it's going to work well for you guys because we deep dive into the process that I use to build my own e-commerce businesses. We're going to look at the six key elements that you need to be aware of for building a successful online store. I'm utterly convinced it'll make a huge difference to your business. I am super Super proud of it, let me tell you. And it is brand new for 2020. It's called the e-commerce masterclass. You can check out what other people think about the course. You can find out more information on my site at mattedmondson.com. Well, hello and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson, a show all about how you can grow and develop your own online business. That's right, how to grow and develop. Uh, your e-commerce business. Now, every week I get to talk to amazing guests from uh, the world of e-commerce. I get to ask them all kinds of questions uh, about what they know, and more importantly, how what they know is going to help us uh, with you know, our own online businesses. For us who are e-commerce entrepreneurs, if you're like me and you run your own e-commerce business, the stuff we get is just Brilliant, let me tell you. Now, historically, we have had one guest per show, but this it's Christmas, and uh, if you've been following along so far, you'll know we've been doing things a little bit differently. Oh, yes, we've been doing something called the mashup, uh, which is basically where we've contacted all our guests from the last 12 months. We've invited them back to share their top tips on how and uh, on how to do basically e-commerce at Christmas. And today, I asked them specifically about how to do content and marketing for your e-commerce business this Christmas season. Now, this is part three of our Christmas mashup series. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you check out parts one and two, because yes, they are good. As I know, today's show is going to be because we've got some great tips. Let me tell you from the amazing Jesse Schoberg. We've got Neil Roberts. We've got Kath Pay. We have got Tim Hughes. Oh, yes. This is another jam packed show that we have got in store for you. Now, uh, I always say get ready, you know, for the show. Get get yourself prepared. Whatever you use to take notes, get that out. If it's a pen and paper, awesome. If it's your computer, awesome. But of course, if you're out and about, if you're driving in the car, if you're running or, you know, uh, being super healthy and fit, whatever it is, uh, you'll be pleased to know that all of the notes from today's show will also be available for a free download on our website. Just head on over to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 45 because that will take you straight to this episode which is episode 45 okay <laughs> again this is not rocket science uh, hopefully uh, we've made this super straightforward that even i can understand it oh yes ecommercepodcast.net number uh, forward slash 45 now without further ado let's get started with our first guest today we've got jesse schoberg who heads up a company called drop in blog which is basically 
a professional blogging platform that you can literally drop into any website without any code. Hence the reason they call it drop-in blog. It's actually a brilliant little system. Uh, and I know a lot of people use it on Shopify sites and other e-commerce websites. Uh, and so I was keen to talk to Jesse about this topic because he knows a thing or two about content and uh, content marketing, especially for e-commerce businesses, right? So here is an excerpt from our conversation with Jesse. What are some of your ideas around doing Christmas content? Well, I think that the main thing is, you know, as content is kind of a long game, it's kind of hard to say, oh, write a couple of quick articles, top 10 gifts for whatever. I mean, of course you can do that, but you maybe already have those articles sure. or that kind of thing. And, you know, it's got, since it's kind of a long play, it's not guaranteed that you're going to rank for those things if you start writing them now. Although we're in October, you know, you still have a chance to start writing those sure. kind of gift guide posts. So now's a good time for that. But if you already have any content that's ranking for any of those search terms that you think people might be looking for for Christmas, so they might not necessarily search, you know, top 10 gifts for dad or something. They might search the old, the normal search terms, sure. you know, like, uh, you know, best pillow for something or, you know, whatever you're already ranking for. So now is a good time to, go into those articles, the ones that are getting traffic and ranking, because you know they're going to get more traffic as Christmas comes and people are looking to buy, and beef up the articles. You know, go through, make sure that they that they sound right, that, that all the information is accurate, make them a little bit longer, a little more beefy, a little more in-depth, and then put in calls to action. So, uh, you know, link over to your store, link over to your product, whatever it is. Make sure that it's very easy to find a big button that says view product or add <laughs> yeah, yeah, to cart yeah. or, or whatever, because a lot of times people originally write those articles, and then they have a little link that goes to their product. And so now's the time to kind of go through those and think as the buyer, like you want it as easy as possible to get them over. So the main theme here is if, if you're not going to be writing new content, it's double down on the content you have that's already ranking and you know, okay, you're going to get an influx of people there for Christmas. And so it's time to make those articles more user-friendly and basically convert better. You know, that's fantastic. That's such a great tip. So it's not like you say, so with content, you're playing a bit more of a long game. So for now, Double down on what you've got, get that ready for Christmas, beef it up, have really clear call to actions and make sure it's obvious what products you're linking to. Yep, that's, that's the, the best takeaway for Christmas actionables, I think. Big thanks again to Jesse. Always good to hear what he has to say, as well as find out what part of the world he is currently living in. Uh, all the links, of course, to Jesse, how to connect with him, uh, and the notes from my conversation will be available at ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 45. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you connect with Jesse and check out his uh, his system, his drop-in blog system. Uh, if you're looking for a new blogging platform, be well worth a look, let me tell you. Now it's time for our next guest, the incredible Neil Roberts. Uh, now, if you remember, I spoke to Neil back in episode 31, where we talked about customer focus. So I had a question. How does customer focus work at Christmas time, Neil? Well, here's my conversation with Neil as we find out the answer to that question. How are you guys getting ready for Christmas? Yeah, how are we getting for Christmas? Um, I think um, I think really talking to a lot of peers um, and I think it's the IMRG as well. They do a lot of sort of retail market insight. Um, so getting some information for them and trying to understand um, how everybody is seeing trading and what they're forecasting to see. 
going to be a very business, busy Christmas, I think, online. So I think the sort of suggestions are there could be up to 90% of Christmas shopping happening online because obviously yeah. the COVID situation. Um, so how are we preparing? We're, we're preparing early, preparing our suppliers. For the, so forecasting the volumes that are coming through because the vast majority of the products that we produce are produced on demand. So there's not, not high levels of stock hanging around. So um, all of the printers that we need to work with, we're sort of going, right, this is the level of demand that we're seeing based on current trends. Um, prepare yourself. So we've been having those <laughs> conversations for, for a couple of months. Um, I think also looking to see how we can flatten out the demand as well, have the conversation earlier. So I think everyone that's in the e-commerce business that's, that's pushing a physical product are probably going to be using the same um, uh, shipping companies. Um, and they're they're having a tough time already. They are, aren't they? Bless them. Um, and I think it's even going to be even more challenging over over um, over the Christmas period. So we're looking at what we can do in terms of making the messaging clearer. Looking when our last shipping days will be in different regions because we're in the US, um, UK, and Australia, and that all varies. So that we can be clear to customers so that if they are buying something for Christmas, that fingers crossed, um, we can do as best we can to get it to them. Yeah. Um, we've also improved the way that we've done the shipping trapping on the site um, so that we make it clearer when it's gone through production and then when it's in the hands of the shippers, um, the shipping companies, so that they can, uh, so customers can get uh, a little bit more surety that, it, that it's going to arrive on time. Um, yeah, and looking, I think Black Friday, I think, is going to be a big deal as well, um, potentially doing that earlier than I think has been historically happening. So that that's more to try and, I suppose, bring demand earlier into November um, yeah. and ease off the, the peak peak. So all of those things, really. Yeah, fun, I mean, that sounds fantastic. I, very wise, Neil. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, very, very wise. And so, um, so what kind of... Black Friday is quite kind of interesting. At the time of recording, we are pre-Black Friday. I don't know when this, you know, when people are going to hear this. Um, and then obviously we've got the run-up to Christmas. And like you say, the, the online demand is just going to go crazy over the Christmas period. How are you helping your suppliers prepare for that in terms of your, you say you're giving them, you know, some projections. How have you, have you figured that out? Are, are you just, are you going on previous years? Are you looking at demand and going, well, let's double it? Are we looking at general stats? How, how are you figuring that out? Um, well, I think it, it's difficult because we're only five years old, so there's not, there's not a lot of back catalogue to go through. And I think the, you know, from you know, the first couple of years, you can't really um, learn a great deal from that trading. Um, so, yeah, projecting based on, I suppose, from COVID, really, because the world changed quite considerably for us. Mm. Um, so you can see over the last sort of six months how we've traded against different product lines and give a forecast for growth. Look at the seasonality from last year. So we have a product range that, that seems to peak during gifting periods. Um, so basically then just doing a high, mid, low um, and giving them a view. You know, this is the very lowest estimate that we think we're going to get to. And it could be as high as this based on previous years. Um, and I think it's it's very different from businesses I've worked in before where they're experiencing maybe three or four percent growth annually when we're looking at sort of 60 to 100 percent growth. And on top wow. of that, the um, 
I suppose the, the COVID effect, if you like, which is driving and accelerating the movement from from offline onto onto online. So, yeah. yeah, trying to give them as much information as informed by as much relevant data as possible. Um, but I, I don't think we're going to see a Christmas like it. It's not. Well, I don't think we have so far. Mm. Um, so it's it's quite difficult. I think time will tell whether we get it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time will definitely tell. <laughs> this it's going to be like you say. There's never been a Christmas like it, and I do wonder what's going to happen as a result. And I think we're starting to see some of the effects of that. Like um, Amazon moved forward or back. I can't remember which one, which way around. Prime Day recently, haven't they? And they've started to draw yep. that out a lot more. And whilst I'm not necessarily a big fan of Amazon, they they obviously are. A, domination in the market and so they do set a lot of the trends how are you how are you communicating then to clients to help them bring forward their purchase what sort of ideas do you have around that um i think it's just the the normal kind of marketing so changing changing the marketing messaging on the site so that it's clear around when we've got the sales dates um and then yeah triggering off um, email and social media activity and changing the messaging in PPC and, and so on things. So all of the things you would expect for an e-commerce business, there's no no secret source, just making sure that the messaging is clear and, yeah. and timely. Just doing the fundamentals really, really well. And yeah, and yeah. I think starting the conversation early so that we're getting it consistent across all channels mm. um, and that we are thinking through, because there's quite a few messages that we need to to get across in the next two months because there's kind of a, a Black Friday that then goes into Cyber Monday. Um, and then very quickly you're getting into last orders and Christmas and then shipping communication and all those sorts of things. So, um, yeah, just planning a little bit more than, than perhaps I think we have in the past um, to make sure it's, you know, everybody knows what they're doing, everybody's lined up and, and that it, it's hopefully clear to customers. No, mm. oh, brilliant. Thanks, Neil. Always, always love catching up. I always get a million ideas when I speak to Neil. Take lots of notes, that's for sure. And of course, if you've like me, you've been taking notes as you've been going along. But of course, if you can't, you know the URL by now. Uh, you can get them on the website ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 45, where we'll also include all the links to Neil if you would like to connect with him uh, and and just you know, have to start a conversation with them and see where it goes. Now, before we bring on our next guest, let me just take a minute to thank this week's show sponsor. Let me give a big shout out to one of our show sponsors, Curious Digital. You know what? I love its flexibility. It's such a great platform. You know how when you start out, you might typically use an online platform because they're cheap, they're easy to use, super accessible, but you know what? They aren't that flexible. And as your business grows, you end up moving to an agency, right? because that's just what you do. And at some point, you're going to have this nightmare to deal with. And it can be incredibly expensive. And the thing for me that I love about KD is it will grow with you. You can start out on the platform easily. And as your business grows, then KD will adapt with you. Now, I don't know of any other platform that does all of that. So if you're in the market for a new e-commerce platform, make sure you follow the links from mattedmondson.com. Take advantage of the offers that they've got for you and uh, let me know what you think.
Okay, now for our next guest, the fabulous Kath Pei, who was back on the show in episode 35, and we talked about lifestyle marketing. Uh, so I was definitely keen to talk to her about email marketing at Christmas because that is her expertise, email marketing. And so here is my conversation with Kath. What advice would you give to people leading up to Christmas for their online business? What would be some of your top tips to think about? The top things on your on your on your little list. Yeah. Um, okay. So definitely A/B testing. <clears throat> A/B testing. Um, you know, probably more. You know, because I'm CRM oriented. Um, definitely be testing your emails because they're driving the traffic. Right. Yep. This Christmas and holiday period is going to be different. Yeah. You know, COVID. So basically, you can't compare what you did, or you can't pull out your formula that you used last year, and just you know know that it's going to work. Things are so up in the air; it's like treat it like it's a, a blank slate, as such. Yeah. Therefore, what you really you don't want to just be creating. This is this is what worked last year. Let's just do it all, and you know, press send and done and dusted. You're going to be wanting to test. You're going to be wanting to see, okay, so is this working or is this a better route? Mm-hmm. Um, and and just sort of be taking learning. So not just be testing for that, you know, that uplifting to find out which one was the winner, but also to be, you know, putting the hypothesis in place and actually understanding why that one actually achieved better results. Because then that can, you know, enable you to apply it to all of your up further campaigns throughout the uh, the holiday period. Yeah. So I think that for me is the is the biggest one because I think a lot of people are just going to go, okay, this is what we normally do at Christmas, and I think they might be in a little bit of trouble if they do that. No, that's top advice. I like that. So, um, I, and you know, split testing is one of those things. A B testing. Um, you know, is 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 sort of the lifeblood, isn't it? You've got to do that with your email marketing. But I like, I love what you said there about understand why. Why is that one pulling more than that one? Because that's going to help you going forward. Um, yeah, I think that's really good. Have you got any good examples of that? Well, I like to do for my testing. <clears throat> I mean, you can do the basic things like you know frequency and and everything, but I like to do more than that. I like to do it so that we're understanding the motivation. Um, so therefore you can be calling upon emotions. You can be saying, you know, um, a, a time limited offer mm-hmm. versus a benefit driven one. Yeah. You could be going with the giving of the gifts versus a, a bargain offer, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So start to sort of um, define your hypotheses based upon those kind of motivations because that's what's going to give you those insights and learnings into into the future campaigns. Um, and also understand when you're doing things like this, if you're testing in email marketing and you're using a hypothesis and you're testing a motivation such as any of the ones I said there or you know many more, um, you can be testing the subject line, the call to action, the first paragraph, the offer, the imagery, everything, as long as it's supporting. So you'll have the first 
can say say you your, your control one, and that could be what you traditionally would do at Christmas. So let's call that your control. And maybe that's just here's an offer, here's a great bargain, yeah. right? Um, and then you can be comparing that to, um, or you know, testing that against a, a, I don't know, a gift one or something. And so everything that you're doing in the control one is supporting the hypothesis and supporting it and saying, okay, this is what we would really normally do. This is a kind of typical subject line and everything. The next one is all about gifts, gift giving. You know, during this hard time, during this. So you you you're doing it that way. Yeah. Um. And and so subject line, call to action, imagery, everything can follow suit. So don't be limited to thinking that you only have, can test the subject line or you can only test the call to action, that you can only test the one factor because when you're testing using a hypothesis such as this, then you can be testing the multiple ones and it actually will make the results more robust. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And you said right at the start there, you know, because this Christmas is different uh, to last Christmas for, you know, COVID reasons. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's unbelievable how different it is. Um, you said start with a blank slate. Does that kind of thing excite you or does that kind of thing fill you with dread? If it's like, do you know what I mean? If, if you've got the blank slate, like where do you begin versus, uh, oh, well, we just kind of mash it what we did last year because we know that kind of worked. I actually get excited by it because, um, but I'm the sort of person that likes challenges and I don't mind change. So, um, you know, me personally, I get excited by it because it fits in with my personality. But for all the other marketers, even if they're not that way inclined, I still think it's exciting because it actually means that they really have to start from scratch and think it all out and plan it and look at it from a different angle, yeah. you know, and start to see things in a different light, not just sort of, okay, you know, here we go along, just doing the same. We've got the pressure and everything. We've probably got more pressure than before. Yeah. Um, you know, be performing during this time because, you know, report after report after report have been stating that you've got, more competitors online now than ever before. Most people are going to be buying your presence online or you've also got local. So now you're competing with the local market, you know, shops that they can, you know, um, buy from walking to. And also everyone's wanting to support the local, you know, little businesses and everything. Um, so, and then you've got lack of budget because people in the UK are currently on furlough. Yeah. Um, many of them are. So you've got lots more challenges. It's not just a simple, yeah. okay, this is what we know. So you've got to take all of those into, into account and, and really come up with a totally different strategy. And that's yeah. why the testing is so important. Uh, such sound advice. Such sound advice. I like it. It's, um, it everything is different. And actually, it, I, I, even if COVID wasn't happening, it's almost a good idea every now and again, isn't it? Just to start again from scratch, just to reinvent everything and kind of go, well, why do we do it that way? Why do we not, do you know what I mean? Rather than just building on the yeah. same old, same old. Yes. As a consultant, that's what I always do. So I will go in and I'll say, okay, so find out what their processes are. And then I ask them why. Mm -hmm. And they go, I don't know. We always used to do it. We've always done it. 
Has it ever been tested? Mm, not sure. Maybe, maybe a couple of years ago. Don't really know. Don't have the results. So we do tend to have accepted norms, yeah. you know, and a process. Sometimes they're put in place because of the limitations set by the business, you know, maybe a restricted color palette or something like that. We still work around with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you know, when, when we're talking about strategy, absolutely. That's what is exciting for me because it's a case of marketers. And, and this is why I, I've, I'm known for saying this phrase, let's bring em, um, email marketing or let's bring marketing back into email marketing. Okay. Right. As email marketers, we tend to be more designers, coders, campaign managers. You know, it's very, very sort of get it out the door. It's very, you know, functional, less strategic. And that's what I think is exciting because now we're calling upon all email marketers to understand you guys know your audience. Yeah. You have studied your audience. You understand innately what's working. So let's go and put that to the test. Let's go. And and I can guarantee you there's meetings that you guys are having where you're sitting there and you're disputing and you're dis- you're discussing, you're sometimes arguing about, no, we should do this, no, we should do that. What? Don't keep arguing. Just say, great, let's turn that into a hypothesis and do a test. Yeah. You know, again, so innately – those questions are actually coming about, but they don't always end up having a, a good solution put to resolve them. Yeah, no, it's very good. Very good. So start with a blank state. <laughs> Let me say that again. Start with the blank slate. <laughs> they probably won't cut that out of the video. They'll just leave that in there to make me look full. Um, <laughs> so we start with a blank slate. Uh, and redevelop for what we've got now and thinking about the customer is that where the customer's at now because like you say it's such a different time um i think is 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 top advice top advice and i like that consultants they basically come in they look at what you do and they go why 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 Why? and (laughs) it's it's so true it's so true too why why (laughs) i don't know i just i I genuinely don't know but it comes Sorry, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, it reminds me of the Simon Sinek, you know, the golden circle, the start with why. You always start right. with why. And yeah. um, understand why. So why why do we do email marketing? Why are we connecting with our customers? Why are they buying from us? Why are they buying from us in a time of COVID? Let's understand that and let's put that in our email marketing. Absolutely. Because now, by doing that, we've actually become customer focused. Mm-hmm. And more than ever before we need to be focused on the customer and i said this in the last podcast with you i think it's 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 basically it's two sides of the same coin that's right yep we the brand need to make sales Mm -hmm. the customer wants to buy things they've got gifts they've got reasons they they need a new tv whatever the story is right so let's help them to achieve their objective the more we understand their motivations and why they're doing it, the more likely we can help them. And if we help them, then we're helping ourselves. Yeah. It's really, really, really simple. Yeah. Um, but I think too many brands, particularly with CRM and email marketing, because it's a push channel, we just go, oh, okay, so let's just push our offers out. You know, and we're thinking only of our brands, our KPIs, our, our targets and everything like this, and not so much. 
but but going back to the consultancy side of things too it's i'm not blaming the marketers at all for doing that because often if they do ask why mm -hmm. when they first send that normally will happen when they first come on as yeah. an employee yeah and then they'll be like that's it they don't necessarily unless you're like a marketing director who's being given the remit to overhaul everything right you don't often get that <clears throat> um i don't know ability Mm -hmm. to really question you normally get shut down in some it could be a nice way but yeah. you know okay that's just what we do whereas an independent consultant coming in we've got this kind of weird authority that <laughs> <laughs> we pay so their true. money it's so true you know and so i get to do things that the employees don't do and that's mm. why i get to do that questioning and get them to really start thinking and and to start also changing their mindsets mm. That is exciting. Yeah, no, it's very good. I love that. I do love that. And I've found actually when it comes to hiring staff, when, when new staff come on board, I think you get about two or three months out of them where they're full of good ideas, where they see what you're doing and they're kind of like, what happens if we did it this way? Why can't we do it that way? Or would it be better if we did this? And some of those questions are the same questions every time. But actually for those first three months, we've always, I, I find it very very helpful just to nurture them and just go tell me everything right because you are seeing stuff that i am not seeing just tell me everything absolutely because they they they're not sort of you know what's that saying you know can't see the forest for the trees type mm -hmm. thing they're not in there and and sort of like um messing around with all the details the new person is coming in seeing it from a different perspective and that's basically when we go in and do an audit, that's one of the reasons why we can see what we can see is because mm -hmm. we're not there in the trenches yeah. and caught up with everything. And we've got that different perspective. So absolutely nurture them, listen to them, um, go and say, okay, if you could do something different, what could you do? Where do you think that we could be making, you know, some improvements? Some of them might be silly ideas, but you know what? You can always test. Hey, no idea is a stupid idea, right? Just you just a, a stupid idea is one that we don't say is you know something yeah. that we think and it's and I, I do think you've got about three months and after that they start to get into your routine they start to get into your way the default way you do things and so you kind of lose that that ingenuity sometimes now a big thanks to Kath oh geez she's fab isn't she uh now the good news is since we've recorded this interview with Kath she has released a brand new book that I can highly recommend reading it is called email marketing uh, holistic email marketing let me get the title right uh, a practical philosophy to revolutionize your business and delight your customers now, it says on the back here it's time to put the marketing back into email marketing so that's what it says on the back of a book love that she's got some great recommendations i've enjoyed reading her book and can highly recommend it to you uh, so if you'd like to know more about email marketing check out her book we will of course link to kath and to her book in this week's show notes which you can get at ecommerce podcast forward slash 45. now it's time for our final guest of the show tim hughes uh, the social marketing guru and you know what i just ask him a simple question at the start of this conversation but it kickstarts well, I thought it was really fun, actually, a really great conversation. So without further ado, here it is. The content I would create over Christmas, I think, needs to be empathetic. I think you need to 
put down the barriers of selling and actually create something which was relevant to that time of year. Depends on your market, because in um, America, for example, they don't, it's happy holidays, they never say happy Christmas. Yeah. So you might need to make sure that you're you're not necessarily being, um, you're mentioning a particular religion. Yeah. Um, but yes, be, um, the other big thing that always happens, and it's just about to kick off, I'm looking at my, seeing it's the 14th of October when we're recording this, sorry. No, no, um, no. One fine. of the things... One of one of the things that one of the things that really kicks off um, around about this time of the year is predictions. Okay, and everybody is producing predictions, and I've got I actually have got a blog that I wrote um, last year, which I forgot to put out, which I think I'm going to use again this year. <laughs> going to repurpose some old content there. Yeah, but predictions is another big one. So, what do you mean when you say predictions? Um, the top twenty. Um, the top 20 pieces of technology that will take off in 2021, um, 10 things in sales that will happen in 2021, yeah. that sort of stuff, you know, digital marketing, the hot technologies, that all of those sort of things. Everyone loves that sort of thing. And it, it's, it, it, you get loads of it at uh, this time of year. Yeah, you do. Even, I mean, from an e-commerce point of view, a lot of websites, the top 10 gifts you can buy your... yeah partner you know when they're age 46 yes. or something whatever you know whatever the answer is yeah. uh, whatever the question is and you're right that kind of that kind of content really really uh, does well but what, when you say um switch off the cell and become more empathetic what do you mean by that i don't think that um, people around about 15th 18th of december to about probably the first week in january i think people just switch off yeah um, and, um, you know, it's, it's for me, Chris, Christmas or the holidays is about family. It's about, um, seeing people that we don't usually see during the year and making time for them. Um, and, um, and I think that's really important. I think that this year has been very difficult mm -hmm. and, um, you know, my, my father's in, um, is in nursing home. Um, he's looked after very, really well, yeah. um, but it's, it's really difficult to see him. My mother's in um, in isolation, um, so again, it's difficult to see her. Um, but and do they struggle uh, to see each other? They, they at the moment they don't. Wow. Um, wow. They had their 60th winning anniversary, and he had to be socially distanced, so they were sitting oh, at the either end out of the to room. Him, isn't it, when that happens? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, 60 years. I mean, the nurse went out in the room, and my mum got up and stood next to my dad. She said, "Quick, take a photo." <laughs> <laughs> And then sat back down again, and I pretended not. And then pretended to, you know, like when the nurse came in and with her arms folded, it's like, you know, um, it's it's been a really difficult year. And I yeah. think that we, you know, sometimes there was one guy who who he's, he was going to do a he was doing a podcast every day, and he wanted to, to interview me on Christmas Day, and I said no. And he put out a blog saying it's one of these things where he put out a blog saying you know some people just don't have the commitment. Um, it's like no, oh, hold on a moment. Like, this it's is Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. What's wrong with you? It's it's it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm not a nurse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I just think that people, you know, it's 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 kind of time to put down the the the. It's it's, it's time to stop selling. Yeah. Um. And 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 actually be, um, be empathetic with people. Yeah. So would you? Um. I mean, uh, thank you for sharing about your mum and dad. I mean that you know hearts out to them uh, genuinely would that would you write about that kind of stuff in your christmas content because somebody else somewhere is going to be going through the same thing um 
Yeah, I, I, I think that nowadays um, sharing some vulnerability is is actually a good thing. Mm. Um, we've actually done some research around what content works uh, or what content gets the most engagement. Um, and we've created a pyramid of, of content starting off with advertising at the bottom. And the, and the content that gets always that gets the most engagement is humanized content. This is, I'm, I'm talking about LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not saying that you need to put out humanized content all the time, but... It, it, it will get you content. We obviously then teach people how to harvest or monetize that content. Now, I'm not saying that we, I, I need to be, I'm going to be putting out things about my mother and father and then exploiting that. Um, it's, it's no different from um, content that we may have, we, we may have used before. Yeah. Um, but um, it's just using it in a different way. Um, you know, one of my, one of my team, um, the piece of content that's got him, the most leads and proposals is a blog that he put out about Led Zeppelin. <laughs> put that in your prediction uh, content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, he, you know, he put out, a, um, he put out a note on a Saturday saying. So the story is, is that um, Friday night, he and his wife Led Zeppelin on Friday night. You know, it's about six thirty, and he's working at his um, uh, computer, and his his wife's saying, "Come on, Eric, it's time to start the weekend." Um, he said, no, I've got to do this, got to do this. And she puts Led Zeppelin on. And as soon as Led Zeppelin comes on, um, uh, it's he knows it's, he's got to finish up what he's doing. Anyway, he then asked the question, so what's your le- favourite Led Zeppelin fan? And, and, and some people say LinkedIn, there's nobody on there on Saturday. But this just blew up. Um, and, um, you know, it, um, loads of people are putting, uh, uh, putting their Led Zeppelin song, f- songs on there. And, of course, what that does is that that um, gives you an excuse to have a conversation. Yeah, because um, if you're a Led Zeppelin fan like me, you would immediately go in and, and, and start talking to people. Oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, yeah, I really like that. And, and um, you know, there's certain songs on Led Zeppelin 4 that you may like because I can't remember the name, but there's a particular famous folk singer on there uh, who unfortunately is, is, is no longer with us. But, um, um, you know, it's, it's an excuse to go in and have a conversation, Yeah, um, which is important. Yeah, anyway. that's really good. That's really good. That's really, really interesting, isn't it? And I think, again, around Christmas, people, they want you to be real. They want you to stop selling. And actually, we found that um, a little bit of joy, a little bit of festive joy, yeah. we, we try and be, a, with our content, we try and be a little bit more silly. Um, silly is not the right word. A, a bit more joyful. So um, the one of the most popular videos we ever did at Jersey was we, we actually had this Christmas carol that beth who who worked for us at the time before she um before she left to become a full-time mum, love beth she's awesome she wrote the words to this sort of christmas carol and we drove around in cars you know a few of us in each different cars rotating people around singing this carol and we just videoed the whole thing and then the uh, josh edited this entire video with all kinds of various clips of different people singing the different parts you know uh, just driving around with tinsel on and just having a right old ball it was just good fun and that kind of thing i thought was you know it's a great example matt i love that i mean it's a great you know yeah. i think you do you need to drop the pretense and i think that you know we're what people buy into people buy people buy people yeah um and uh, what they're looking for is mostly in the business to business space is that you're looking for a long-term relationship with the organization and it's great to see that you can have a laugh and and also laugh about yourself yeah but it shows values, doesn't it? It shows who yes. you are as people. And actually, yes. like you say, the 
um, connecting with people over the long term, they want to see your values, don't they? And they'll, yes. they'll re they remember that video much more than they remember the offer. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It, it just it sticks in people's minds. So how do you take advantage of the Christmas season to connect with people? I think that the, the Christmas is a time for family. It's about um, uh, it's about stopping selling and it's about um, working in a environment which is different from probably what you've been doing over the last year. So uh, this year has been hard for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, we haven't been able to see, I've not been able to see my father who's in the home. Um, we've not been able to, to do a whole load of things that we, we would have done, normally have done. Um, and I think that we need to um, actually drop the, the pretense and actually um, connect with people, connect to people as people, um, rather than necessarily try and selling all the time. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of things about Christmas or holidays if you're in the, the um, if you're in the US, where what we can do is um, probably do something that we're a lot where show our vulnerability, show our beliefs. Um, um, my business partner and I have been doing an awful lot of work around. Um, we've actually proactively gone out and recruited black people. Mm. Um, because um, we feel that they're, they um, they've um, um, because of the Black Lives Matter thing. So, and we we sat down one day and went, "There's no black people in our company. This is wrong." Mm. Um, and our company is far better for the diversity. Yeah, and um, yeah. The, the the exchange of ideas, mm. um, and um, the same with having um, making sure that all all diversity is is, is covered. Um, and I think it's probably time to kind of celebrate some of those things rather than saying we're the best at this or we can sell you that. Um, is, is celebrating some of the things in terms of the life, your belief systems, um, and um, and connecting with those connecting with those things on a on a personal basis. That's really interesting. Um, one of the things that we associate with Christmas and I, sorry before I carry on thank you for sharing that and you know and 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 the changes you're making in your company and actually the the benefit of being a, a much more diverse company um one of the one of the things that I see around Christmas you know we talk a lot about the Christmas spirit don't we and um and actually how can I how can I bring the Christmas spirit out now I appreciate this hasn't got anything to do with e-commerce but in some respects we could we could tie it in, I'm sure. Um, yeah, we're clever, Blakes. Uh, but it's kind of like this Christmas spirit and connecting with people via the Christmas spirit. What does that mean to you then? Um, I think that there's a whole bunch of things that I, I remember from as a child, um, what Christmas means to me. Um, and I think one of those is that comes off the top of my head is is Charles Dickens and A Christmas Carol. Oh, I just... Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's a great the Muppet story. Christmas Carol, one of the best films ever. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's one of those, um, you know, it's a great film. And it and it and it for me, it's a um, um, Dickens was great at um, creating. In effect, it's a it's a, a metaphor yeah. for the time, which is that um, it's a times also to look at people that are probably less advantaged than yourselves. You know, I'm a white, middle aged, middle class, privileged um, person. Um, and there, um, 
you know, I, what I should be doing is actually looking around and seeing what I can do. You know, I have certain superpowers. What can I be doing to use my superpowers to actually help other people? Yeah. Um, and and I must admit, we we actually as a business have been trying to do that. So as soon as we went into lockdown in March, I looked into my network and connected to a whole bunch of people. I know there was a whole bunch of people that were either laid off or, for example, that I've got a friend who the whole of his business was digital marketing around travel. Oh, wow. And 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 they and he just his phone just went. We're cancelling. We're cancelling. We're cancelling. No money coming in. Yeah. Um, and so you know, what can I do to to to, to support him? Um, but I and I also think that you know the, the time is where we should be looking around and, and helping people that are, are less unfortunate themselves. Mm. I did a um, one year. I did. Um, I worked with crisis um, with homeless. Yeah. And it was if if you said to me what was probably one of the most satisfying things I've ever did in my life was uh, which was serving uh, breakfast to um, to a whole bunch of homeless people. Yeah. Um, and seeing their faces of uh, light up in terms of actually having a cooked breakfast, um, it shouldn't have happened. But for some or either somehow or other, I actually sneaked in and actually then served them lunch as well. I shouldn't have. <laughs> it, it was. Um, uh, they'd actually had a lot of people. There was a. There, it sounds ironic, but there was actually a bad flu going around at the time. And a lot of people didn't turn up, so I actually had the opportunity to serve them lunch. Again, it was just fantastic. Yeah, just doing something that I wouldn't do normally, but actually realizing that you were probably brightening people's lives, um, and that's kind of what my Christmas is about. That's really interesting. You say that one of the things that we've done um, as a with our e-commerce businesses over the Christmas period is we've always tried to use profits and raise money to give to charity around the Christmas season. Because for me, Christmas is quintessentially giving, isn't it? It's gifts. It's Mm. being with family. It's being with your loved ones, but it's also gifts. Um, Mm. And giving to people who may be marginalized or vulnerable or lonely um, around the Christmas period. And um, one of the thing, one of my favorite charities that we give to uh, is called Imagine If, and it's a charity here in Liverpool. Right. And it works. um, One of the things it does is on Christmas Day, um, it transforms the church that I go to. It transforms their building, which is this huge kind of warehouse building. It transforms it into a restaurant on Christmas Day, right? And it's staffed by volunteers, and you have loads and loads of volunteers, and literally 100, 200, 300 people, the lonely, the vulnerable, the elderly, um, people low-income that can't afford Christmas dinner come in with the kids, and hundreds of people get fed and have a proper Christmas dinner, but it's more than that. Do you know what I mean? It's like their family together. There's games, there's presents and all yeah. sorts of stuff. And so we love to be a part of that, you know, and just remembering that outside, outside of my four walls, the rest of the world carries on. Um, and to give to that yes. and to help to that, I think um, it's not just altruistic. It's actually our responsibility and duty, isn't it? To, to do that. Yes. It is. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, this is great. This is not what was planned, and I, I've really enjoyed that conversation. So thank you. 
Thanks, Tim. It's been great to get to know you uh, a little bit more over the last few months. If you don't follow Tim on social media, make sure you do because he is always posting stuff. Uh, and one of the things he posts a lot are pictures of his early morning runs, which I find kind of inspiring, a little bit insane, but inspiring all at the same time. So I know he's a fit guy as well as a business smart guy. We will, of course, link to Tim's social media in the show notes at ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 45. So a huge Huge thanks to today's guest, to Tim, to Kath, to Neil, and to Jesse. Thanks for being on the show. I love, love, love catching up with all of you. Uh, always great to reconnect. Now, I say every show that, you know what, my aim uh, whenever I do one of these shows, whenever I talk to people, is I just, I'm, I'm always searching for that real sort of practical advice, you know, the nuggets that I can use in my own e-commerce businesses. And I would say today, again, mission accomplished. So uh, I got I got lots of notes. I don't know about you. If you did, uh, if you got some great stuff out of this, and I would appreciate it if you could rate the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, it would be good to, if you could do that, would really appreciate it. And also while you're at it, why don't you share the podcast out uh, with people that you know that could benefit from what we're talking about. It's always great when we connect with more folks around the world. As I said at the start, all of the notes, links, and the transcript to today's show are online. You can get them for free at ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 45. So that's all from me. Thanks for listening and come back next time as we get to interview some more great guests. Yes, we are carrying on our mashup series and we're going to look at how to grow uh, your online business into 2021. You're not going to want to miss next week's episode. Thanks for watching. I'll see you again very soon. You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips and tools for building your business online.